guys. Um, first of all, just uh, want to congratulate Greg Ianni on his uh, retirement. Um, it's been really instrumental in um, building so many of the different things that to this building that we're sitting in right now, um, Scandalaris building, um, the uh, practice facilities, all the different things that have gone on. We want to congratulate him and wish him the very best. Um, he's been here really since I've been back as the head coach and was here prior to that. So long-standing member of the Spartans community. Uh, let's see, where to start here? First of all, in, in regard to uh, quarterback decisions. Um, so might as well get that out of the way so I don't have to be asked about, about it. When we make a decision on a quarterback, especially when, when any, first of all, when anybody's hurt, when anybody's hurt or, or battling through any kind of injury, we're gonna, first of all, talk to our doctors, our trainers, the family, the player, outside consultants, uh, specialists, anybody that, um, that is involved in, um, in, in the decision-making process. And then at that point in time, we're gonna make a decision. And that decision is gonna be based, um, first of all, on his safety, which should be well documented, the number of players we've had out this year. And then uh, uh, secondly, on, um, on his ability to compete and play at a high level and uh, our ability to win with that individual. Uh, so we make decisions, and as we go forward, um, those decisions become complicated at times, but we do the very best we can, and um, everybody is involved. I don't really think that it's, it, it's in this team's best interest to air those decisions prior to football games. Um, I think that's something that, that needs to be kept in-house uh, for, um, for everybody's best benefit. So that's how I handle those things, so um, really... That's my response on those things. As far as Nebraska, a great environment. We're gonna have an opportunity to go to Nebraska this weekend. Um, played there in the past. Outstanding environment, one of the great venues in college football. Um, they're a greatly improved football team. Coach Frost is building a foundation there. It begins with his first year there. He's got a track record as an outstanding coach thus far. And um, expect that to continue. They have some outstanding players, especially offensively with Martinez. At quarterback, uh, you know Spielman and uh, Morgan at wide receivers, the outstanding tight end. I think a very good tight end is Stall, and then uh, their running backs closing in on a thousand yards. And uh, not sure how to pronounce that. Oxigbo, I think, um, closing out on a thousand yards, very close, and uh, they're putting a big numbers up offensively. Defensively, right now they're uh, uh, again building a foundation, do a lot of different things from three, four, a lot of different pressures. Um, and playing um, improved on that side of the ball. So uh, from a standpoint of where we're at right, right now, obviously we're playing very well on the defensive side of the ball. We've got to get better on the offensive side of the ball, but that's where all of our injuries really have occurred. Um, with uh, LJ Scott really being out almost the entire season, with um, Felton being out since the Michigan game, with uh, some other wide receivers hurt, offensive linemen hurt in and out, and um, quarterback situation as well a little bit. So um, we're dealing with it. But uh, the most important thing to me is that, that our, our football team remains intact from a um, chemistry standpoint, which it will, and that we would bring great energy to the game on Saturday against Nebraska, and uh, we go there uh, close. So with that, I'll take some questions. Mark, in 2014, your offense was rated 11th in the country. 
and through the years it's gone from there is 73rd, 75th, 91st, and now 111th. Can you explain why? Well, I can look at it and say, first of all, last year, you know, we were, we had uh, some production, I think, especially from our quarterback position and wide receiver positions. Um, this year, I would say it's the injuries. It's always something every, every year you're going you're gonna to deal with something. A lot of things are predicated in how you play, with, in how your quarterback plays. That's college football. That's pro football. That's high school football. If your quarterback's playing well, you're going to be successful usually. Um, so um, there, there's a lot of things that go into that. You know, receivers and timing, offensive line protection, the ability to run the ball consistently or at least um, well enough. So, you know, that's, a, that's an easy question to ask, probably a very difficult question to answer and probably would be best, uh, um, you know, that's why you do self-scouts and that's why you do spring uh, evaluations and all those different type of things. So we need to be better, um, but um, we're playing at the, um, I would say right now, we're playing at, at the, uh, the highest level of college football. You know, it's competition level that we play into, but point taken. Mark, continuing on that point, you brought in 19 and 22 starters, including plus two specialists this year. You're going to bring back about that same number next year now that LJ's going back. you got four quarterbacks. Ceiling's probably about Citrus or Outback Bowl this year. Two games left. How much of this is still building that foundation for this year, and how much is setting the foundation for next year and finding out when you have any other players? Well, I think we've built a foundation here in 12 years. You know, we've won a lot of football games, and um, you know, we've competed at a high level, I think. You know, even last week, we competed very, very tight football game. And all of a sudden, you know, within 10 plays, it, it opens up a little bit. Um, so my take on it is do the very best you can to win one game at a time. Don't look past one game. Don't look past Nebraska. Don't look past Rutgers. Don't look past the bowl game. And then get yourself ready for next year. And that's the way we'll always play it. I want our senior class to have their best experience at all times. So we're not going to sit there and say, well, let's play this guy instead of this guy because we can, you know, give him game experience. Yeah, you can get those things, but at the same time, I think our, our focus is on the present. Mark, uh, relative to the quarterback situation, again, after the game we talked to Brian, and he said to us, I don't know if we were leading him there, but he said to us that at some point he didn't feel like he could make the throws or his arm wasn't quite as strong as Rocky's. At some point in that game, is, is it wise then if a, if a guy can't make all the throws to, to keep playing and if he physically can't get it done? Well, again, another tough question for the coach. Um, you know, as, as, you go th as you go through things and you go through practice, you know, you're trying to watch practice and watch and see if guys can make the plays. And there's a, a, there's a base foundation for everybody. Um, I've always tried to be a, um, the guy that's, that's the coach that's going to, number one, protect our quarterback, hopefully physically as much as we can from a protection standpoint and play calling and things of that nature. And then secondly, from an um, emotional standpoint and public standpoint. So I'm going to stay with our quarterback with the guys brought us um, a certain amount of level of success. And I think that, that was, that's warranted to do that. You know, again, I'll go back to what I said before. You know, we talk to the player, we talk to the coach, the coach is involved, we talk to the doctors, the trainers, the outside specialists, the family, um, and we make best decisions and what we think are the best decisions to win. When you get to the point in the game and you see how things are playing out, you may have to alter your decisions, and that's what we try and do. 
Um, I don't want to be led. I want somebody's. I don't want to be led in that direction by by fans or by media. I'm going to make those decisions on best on what I think is best. Um, wise is a tough word to use. Is it wise? Um, I do the best to do I can to make good decisions with which help us win win football games. I thought he could fit it in tight windows. I thought he had velocity. Is he injured or is he hurt? He's probably hurt more than injured. You know. Um, so, but who's not hurt at this point in the season a little bit? So some guys play through a little bit of that pain and that's what he's tried to do. And he should be applauded for that. Um, and then I make the best decisions possible. We put Rocky in the game when it became apparent, you know, wanted to give him one more series and then, and then went in that direction and uh, probably elaborating on this too much. And then uh, when we had a couple turnovers, went back the other direction. Of course we would. Yeah, but we would be along those lines. So is there from a point? It's not necessarily the quarterback situation, but maybe more so the quarterback. <coughs> yeah, because everybody's an armchair quarterback. <laughs> you can go back to 2013. There are armchair quarterbacks here. So keep it going. I just meant, do you, does there? How do you make that decision to take that out of the guy's hand when you do see it, and how do you approach a guy and say, we, we're just not very tentatively. Him? To be quite honest with you, because I'm concerned about a person's psyche, I'm com concerned about people's conf confidence, and I want them to have the best opportunity to be successful. So I'm concerned about the well-being of a young man, uh, all of our guys, everybody, and um, I'm trying to do the very best I can to make sure that 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 psyche is intact. So when you lift a guy, especially at a leadership position, and a, who is your captain, um, that that's a big decision especially when he wants to play. And, um, but ultimately, you have to do what's best for the team in that situation, but your belief system has to be strong enough that you're going to stand the test of time a little bit, and you're going to stand the uh, public opinion poll a little bit and side with him, and that's what I do. Dylan Alexander is not seen a lot on the field. Mark, what does he have to do to get up into that playing rotation? Yeah, Dylan's coming off a broken foot, so he's missed a lot of time. He's missed all of August. Um, I think he broke his foot maybe in the second or third practice or very early. So he's missed a lot of time. Um, and then, you know, we've been playing very well defensively. <clears throat> excuse me, defensively. So, you know, he hadn't got the opportunities maybe that he would have had if he, um, if he would have been there the entire time. But Drew Beasley's played solid. Jack Camper's played very solid. He's a, he's a very active young player, and he plays a different position to some degree. To some degree, I mean, Dylan can play either or. He's the fifth right now, so it's tough to roll in the fifth. Um, so at times he may get some opportunities, but he's got to show a little bit in practice too. So it's a tough situation for him. Mark, with uh, Scott Ross, I mean, you know, you've seen his offense before. How much does that help you prepare for? I know the personnel will be yeah. obviously, but just getting a foundation for, for knowing what they he likes to do. Sure, you look at uh, you look at what Oregon's did. Done against us in 14, 15, and you certainly take that into context, put that in your cutups, evaluate that separately, evaluate that together, see if there are things that, that carry over there and, and there are characteristics there of what they do, and, and make sure that, um, that you're covering all bases. But uh, different players, but similarities, no, no question, there are some similarities. I think that probably is the same thing they're doing. Look at it, okay, this is the defense that played against them in 14, 15, and Carrying that forward. Mark, I was curious. 
curious, uh, if, is David Beto, the, would you say he's working closer uh, to get back on the field? We saw him dressed, uh, just haven't gotten an update on him in a while. Yeah, we, we uh, believe it or not, we don't talk much about injuries here. I know that's hard to believe. Okay, but, uh, I but he's, he's, he's yeah, he's working towards it. And uh, with Josiah, he's pretty, really he's jumped back right into the fire playing a bunch of these last two weeks. Yeah. I'm just wondering when you watch him, especially with your background in, in defensive backs, uh, does he look like the guy that he was last year? Do you still see him sort of working backs from some rest, or just how you evaluate him? He, he's playing very, very well right now. Um, I think he's back to, to uh, you know, he's really got week, he's really got three, he'll have three weeks of, I guess, what is it, three weeks? Three weeks, of, he's got three weeks of practice in right now, so this will be his fourth week, so, and two games under his belt, so we'll make a decision next week how he does to see what do we need, will we redshirt him or not redshirt him. Um, but he's, he's a player, and he's, he's played very effectively. Um, with Byron Bull, obviously he hasn't had the success he's maybe as like his older brothers Maxim really, but what does this kind of impact, you know, on this program to the leadership role, and how does he develop as a person, as a player, over his time? Yeah, Byron has uh, played a lot of football here in the course of um, his four years. Uh, you know, he's, he's redshirted the first year. He's played a lot, a lot of special teams. He's played in and out on the defensive side of the ball. Probably not as much this year as, as he would wanted to. Um, but, you know, he's in certain situations. But he's a team guy. Um, he's a bulla. He bleeds green. He's done everything possible he can to, to benefit this program, and he plays extremely hard. And uh, he's, he's just behind a, a very, very, very good player right now. But he's a good player in his own right and um, would not hesitate to play him. He's done an outstanding job. Uh, last time you went to Nebraska, obviously it was a, yeah. it was a tough loss there in the 15 seasons you had to come back from. Do you talk to these guys about even forgetting about the record, the difficulty of playing in that stadium and that atmosphere, regardless of what their season's like and, and what the Yeah, we, is? we talk a little bit about that as we get closer to the game, but uh, I think it's like playing in any of these, these places. It's difficult to play, but great venue, excited to play. Um, when you go away in this conference, you're going to play in front of big crowds, and you're going to play, play in front of uh, crowds that are uh, very passionate about their football teams. So um, you get to experience that as well in this conference. Uh, that's part of playing in this conference. 18 rushes last week, uh, a yeah. low for your era here. I guess. How do you try and change that? And at this point in the season, what things can be done to maybe along that line with the injuries to, to get more from yeah, you know, we want to be balanced in terms of that. But, you know, as the situation goes along and I'm, and I'm looking at it and I'm saying, how in the world do we end up like this? Because we want to run the ball more in terms of just numbers and attempts. And then you go back and you look at the play-by-play -play and you see that you got a holding call. And so it becomes second and 20. Or you see this, we jump offside and it's first and 15. And, and then or we fumble the snap. And, uh, you know, the, hand, you know the, the mechanics of the handoff. And then all of a sudden, second and 14, and then you get another holding call. And all of a sudden, these things, you know, you're, you're, you're running at one time in the series rather than three times or two times, or this series doesn't go, go in that direction. And, and then I ask myself, okay, Ohio State threw the ball 72 times against Purdue, and that's not their MO. So how did that happen? So sometimes I think you get caught up in the game, and the game progresses, and you're playing the situations that are sort of dealt you in a game, and it sort of becomes lopsided. So it's not our intent. We want to run the football. We need to run the football. I say that over and over every week. And um, 
That's what we have to do. And when you look back in our history, um, to be successful, that's what we've done. And um, what's what we'll continue to, to push towards, and, uh, and we've got to do it, be able to do that. Uh, but um, in this case scenario, as you said, um, that didn't get done this last week. What I look at every single game is like I said last week. It's like a new season. Yeah, the Ohio State game was important. Um, could have made a statement uh, nationwide. But this game is even more important now. And the following game will even be more important. So we need to stay focused on the task at hand and stay in the present. Kind of along those lines, how much does the, the run game struggles um, affect third downs? I think 128 out of 129. Well, when it's third and long, you're going to have a tougher time. And so consequently, your percentage is going to go down. Um, we've played some good football teams with great defenses, and, and we've struggled against those. You know, so we need to be able to main, come up with better plans, I guess, and better execution. And football, again, is a game of repetition and execution. You can put anything together. It can show you a route that these people run and show you a route that we're running. Maybe protection breaks down. We've had injuries. Timing issues break down. We've had some situations where new guys are playing. Got to be able to separate from, from defensive backs. Um, if they're in certain coverages, you got different coverages for different different scenarios, whether it's third down, first down, second down, and things of that nature. So it's all blending forward, okay? And the, the end result is every game's got to be taken in its own unique uh, experience, I guess you'd say. And that's why I sit there and say, hey, every game's going to be different, and you've got to trend towards, okay, this is what we're going to do this game. We've got to do better in certain areas. Um, so it's been one of those type of years where we, you know, we've got a lot of different guys playing from the wide, at the wide receiver position, a lot of different guys. We've had 10 different guys playing or 10 different guys hurt, and I really can't think of one guy who hasn't been hurt. I don't know if you guys can. Let me know if you do. Um, so, but um, we'll make it work. We've got to just continue to work at it. We, we, we talked about it. We saw William Christopher last week, and you talked about him a little bit post game. Um, yeah. First of all, I was just curious, how did how does a guy like that get on your radar? How does he come up here to, from Florida to be a walk on specialist? Just a, a long way to go, kind of interesting. Yeah, Brad Salen uh, recruited him to some degree there, and then he, he came here and walked on. Um, he saw an opportunity, I think, with Jake being a senior. We did not recruit a punter, so there was an opportunity there. <clears throat> the amazing thing about it is if you, you know, as you go through the season, you know, and you're in August, you know, there's Jay Hartberger getting the reps and the backup punter is, I think, maybe Rocky at that time. And then, uh, so he's not getting the reps. And then all of a sudden, you know, about after the Purdue game, when Tyler Hunt gets down, he starts to get the reps. And he did a fantastic job last Saturday. And uh, for a guy walking out there for the first time punting. And, uh, you know, he has, he has very calm demeanor and, um, Good nerves for it, and you know he got it done. That was my second part. Was just sort of what kept him from being in the mix. But it's just there's just so many reps to go around, and finally there weren't as many guys to take those. And that's kind yeah, of I, I think that really what was happening was that uh, first of all we have Jay Kartberger coming back, and then Tyler Hunt did a, a great job. I felt was ahead of him, had been here a year, and then. Um, you know, then the other two came, then Bryce Berenger, and he sort of competed, and Berenger was hitting, hitting him better at the time. Mark, uh, 
Steve Warren taking a lot of criticism about the state of the offense, some fair and some unfair. In all the injuries you talk about and all the substitutions of personnel and the game plan, you want to run the ball, all these things. What are those conversations like within you and him, the entire offensive staff, at this point of the season compared to where they were maybe at the beginning of the season? Our conversations go just like I, I've talked earlier about. Every game's a new game. We're going to try and figure it out and, and try and uh, make sure we have success. And uh, those co conversations are in-house. So you don't like to talk about injuries. No, I don't. You talk about talking about injuries because that's obviously a big theme of this year. And it's a theme. It's, it's yeah. really it's got to be hard to not bring them up. Well, well, you know, we need to push forward, you know, and I've never sat up here and said, hey, we didn't win this game and here's the excuse. And I'm not going to start doing that now. Everybody here is on scholarship. We recruit good players. When somebody gets hurt, hurt it's an opportunity for somebody else to step up, you know, and um, I think Cam Chambers has made plays this year. Some different guys have been able to. Reese Nelson's made plays this year. Then he got hurt again. You know, he'll be back. And so you've got a, a, a number of people that have opportunities to play and, and have made the best of it. And, um, you know, I think timing hurts us sometimes. Or, you know, you're playing in and out of different people. But, you know, we've lost four football games. I feel like we've had a chance to win every one of those football games. So there's more than just – it's more than just about injuries that we didn't win those games. It's coaching decisions. It's head coaching decisions. It's player that are playing – um, you know, breakdowns or the ability to execute. It's the execution of the people that we're playing against, that they do a good job. So there's so many different things you look at there. And so um, we're just going to keep getting better and keep pushing. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you.